Good evening. Tonight we are going to be talking about rubbish. You're listening to the spotlight, and I'm not. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast, and you're about to be headlocked with Chris. This evening, we are going to do a special interview with P.T. Skills. P.D. Skills. See, I I never get these acronyms right or, or full names even when I'm talking to people, you know. For example, your one friend, I kept calling her the wrong name for about three weeks and I didn't even realize you guys were correcting me. I thought you were just repeating back the name. But anyways, Peter or uh, Chris, whoever is going on, you guys take it away. Uh, so, I'm Chris. Introduce yourself, Petey. I'm Petey Skills. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you uh, might recognize me from a, you know, wrestling show. Well, you're cutting in and out there a little. Um, just a little, yeah. We'll get you to talk slow. It'll be all right. Uh, so my first question for you is, how did you get into wrestling? Uh, getting into wrestling, uh, it's something I always wanted to do ever since I was a little kid. I'm sure, uh, you know, a million people have the same story, you know, grew up watching it. For me, it was, you know, watching in bars with my dad. And, uh, then I like the pay-per-views with bars with my dad. And then like Monday Night Raw, and, uh, I would watch... <laughs> I would be more of a Nitro guy at one point. He would uh, be more of a Raw faithful still. And, you know, just always always liked it. Always wanted to try my hand at it. Like, there's, you know, comments in my grade school yearbooks, my high school yearbooks. Like, it's just always been something I wanted to do. Okay. Um, second question. If you... I know a lot of the stigma around the hardcore guys is no training, anything like that. But ha- were you trained by anybody? Yeah, absolutely. I was trained uh, by Shooter Sean Brown. Uh, I went to Chatham, Ontario for a little bit to train with him. Uh, a lot of people would think I'm crazy, obviously, because I grew up in Windsor, Ontario with access to Can-Am wrestling school. However, I was kind of uh, on my own at a young age. It's a great school, but it wasn't an affordable option for me at the point at that time. And uh, yeah, so I did, took my uh, journey out to Chatham for a while there. And then uh, from there, when I moved up to Tilsonburg, I actually, where I lived is where we kept the ring. So I got a chance to also learn from a lot of people that way when people would come into town or just having people over for sessions to kind of extend my training past that point. That's nice. Okay, Matt has... Although, if you hear me backstage at a show, you will definitely hear me, like, uh, because there'll be, like, new students, and they'll say how many times they've, like, how long they've been training, and I'll be like, holy shit, like... Because they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I just had my fifth my, my fifth class. I'm like, oh, that's four more than me. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, at, at shows, we're all a little different, though, right? Like, it's always more laid back at a show. Yeah. Like, when I, so I trained 20 years ago, and it's, to, to even say that number is messed up, <laughs> but I trained 20 years ago with Rip Impact when he first started in the business. Like, That's when I started was 20 years ago. And I started with, at Ernie's school, with Rip, mm-hmm. right? So, like, and then I ended up getting hurt um, during a class. I uh, Somebody spiked me, gave me a double arm DDT and spiked me on top of my head. And unfortunately, um, I wasn't able to continue afterwards because I uh, compressed my top two vertebrae in my spine. So Yeah, that'll do it. So... Now I'm just like a giant fan. I love going out, supporting my friends, stuff like that. And uh, to like, I was helping with certain promote promotions and stuff like that. And I love yeah. I love doing stuff like that because like just being in the locker room, like the atmosphere in the locker room is is amazing. Especially when like you and Matt and and Kyle are there and like a bunch of the guys, right? Like 
that whole death. Oh yeah, we like to, we like to clown around, and I like to you know I like to think the people that uh, I try to surround myself with immediately are you know good people there to have a good time, usually pretty inviting people. You you know uh, Kyle quite well at this point, do you? That oh, Kyle. Of I mean, you know, we've only known each other uh, since the uh, you know as, as as regular people since the uh, pandemic, but you know. I guess I should be saying I should. I feel like I should have known him my whole life because he is my kid, right? Oh, right. That that brings up a, another thing. Uh, there's yeah. rumors I going mean, around I, that I, you're I, uh, I, that I, Kyle's I dad. Time, even if I didn't, you know, know him, so to speak. Yeah, because the the ongoing joke is you're Kyle's dad. I mean, it's out there that I'm not officially biologically Kyle's dad, but it's became so much of a thing that I'm I'm Kyle's dad now. It is what it is. You're Kyle's wrestling dad. Yeah, I'm his dad. I don't even say wrestling dad because then that's like sometimes people's wrestling dad is like their guy who trained them or the guy who's like taking care of them. And I'm just like, no, I'm just Kyle's dad. Now, do you have to give Kyle an allowance? Dad, in a weird ass sense, that was never supposed to be, and it just got popular and it's hilarious. So I'm just Kyle's dad now. Now, do you give Kyle an allowance? Do I give him an allowance? Is that what you asked? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely not. His merch sells better than mine. Why the fuck would I give him an allowance? <laughs> Ooh. Go Kyle. So, um, I design a lot of it, though, too, so I don't fucking... I, it's good. I, you know? Uh, I like to see him do good things. Now, I know you're... You're Death Proof Original, right? I'm not a Death Proof Original. Not at all, actually. I've only wrestled... On a death proof show twice. Once on the Give Us Your Money, uh, show that was for Shawnee Mo. Uh-huh. And then the death proof tournament. Those are my only appearances for death proof. But it, no ring north, right? You were at no yeah, ring. No yeah. ring north is a project that was originally going to be in bars before the pandemic even started. And then, uh, obviously, we got locked out of everything, and Warhead still wanted to do shows, so I was, like, in, like, still, like, put something out there for the fans, you know, take some content. Yeah. And uh, I was down for that, but that was the first, uh, you know, I had done one death, like I said, one death proof show before No Ring North was a thing, and then, uh, obviously, I did well trying my hand at No Ring North, and, uh, yeah, I did a death proof tournament, but that's about it. I'm not, yeah, not a death proof original. Now, do you currently hold any titles? Uh, I have the No Ring North Hybrid Championship. Uh, It's been quite some time since it's been defended. Uh, Will it be defended again in the future? Uh, That is very possible. Will it be under the No Ring North or Death Proof banner? That's yet to be seen. Have you won any titles anywhere else? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, probably about... God, we're going in the teens of years back, because this would be back in like 2005 to 2008. Uh, I held a couple championships in a company called PWX. I had held uh, what they called their X Division <laughs> Championship when they first started. And then uh, when they started doing championships in different cities and hold a kind of like a brand splitty type thing, I was also their extreme champion when they started running out of St. Thomas and then retired that belt. Oh, sweet. So you got to be the last champion of with that title. Yeah, which I mean, technically could happen with the hybrid championship as well because I mean, I win hardcore titles and then I beat the fuck out of people until there's none left. <laughs> well, well, that's handy. Now, this is I I can't remember the name of it. That's why I'm going to ask this question. What is your weapon of choice? Uh, well, right now it's got to be the paint roller, <laughs> aka the pain rollers. Just drop the T there. Uh, wonderful paint roller studded in gusset plates, or for those of you googling it, it is also called a mending plate. Mending plates. That's I couldn't. I remember at the the Death Proof tournament that you you and the I'm two, your two out. competitors. I can't Neil Diamond and I can't remember yeah. her. Jeff Je- Mack. 
Jesse, that's it, Jesse Mac. Because uh, you guys used it at the end, and Chris, the guy that was doing... Um, oh, okay, yeah, commentary. so it's for joining two Joyce's and stuff together. Yeah, yeah they, they talked about you guys using it as a symbol at the end of the match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, putting it yeah, into the chest. Yeah. Yeah, that was just kind of a, you know, we threw down, show respect, and uh, be on our ways. Now, Matt has a question. And what? I, I, you asked me earlier. Oh, okay. What is your point of view on women fighting men in the industry? Were you at the death proof tournament? No, no, no that's not really how I worded it. Hold that's on. That's not me. how no, you no, worded it. No, no, So, excuse me. How would me. we like to word it? Okay, I mean, hold on, if, hold if on. If you weren't that way, my, my question would be, have you seen me in the death proof tournament? Have you seen me in FM Loot's giant hardcore tournament they did last year? I faced women in both of them, and I would say it is more than fair to say I treat everybody equal in that ring. There is no gender when the bell rings to me. Okay, that in a roundabout way answers the overall question anyways. It was going to be... Uh, do you agree that uh, because wrestling is so unique in the way that it's performed, uh, that women going over against a man or someone being transgendered working in the women's side of things would only work in WWE because of how, or not WWE, but in wrestling because that's how wrestling works? So I think, I think the safest way in best way to say this is I don't think it's only possible there, but I think that is the area and the landscape that it is the easiest for people to accept it because wrestling is suspending disbelief and getting people away from reality for that little bit. So whether it can, and I mean a lot of wrestling is also reality-based. It likes to blur the lines. So whether you believe it can happen or whether you believe it can't happen, doesn't really matter in wrestling because wrestling's not about what can or can't happen. So do I think it can happen in other avenues? Absolutely. But it is easiest to pass in wrestling. Okay. So we are on the same page. We have uh, a couple of really good friends that are in the community. That's why. <coughs> it's uh, one Yeah, of, absolutely. Right? And with Ryder Furlong, which is an amazing wrestler in the community and stuff like that. Right. My next my next question is with before you got um into the hardcore stuff, did you work like regular style matches or was it lucha? Was it I, you know what I worked a lot I worked a lot of regular style matches, but there wasn't really a me before hardcore, to be completely honest. It's something I've done since, you know, I, I started and that's part of the reason why, you know, I got the stigma. Like, I don't pull any punches at an older age now where I'm not trying to impress anybody or hide anything. I did backyard wrestling as a kid. I was going through glass and getting lit on fire and doing senton bombs off roofs before I even got trained to be a professional wrestler. So there was no me before hardcore wrestling. Oh, okay. <laughs> but was there any hardcore wrestling before you? What's that? But was there any hardcore wrestling before you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's been people in the area that have done it for a long time. I mean, I'm from Windsor, Ontario. Like, that's the home of Abdullah the Butcher. And, I mean, he's a hardcore wrestling, you know, legend. Uh, you know, not too many people don't know that fork and that forehead in the business. So, uh, you know, it's an art that was there long before me, and it's going it's to be there long after me. Now, I know you did... Um the uh the tournament down in uh and it was Quebec, right? That you, Kyle, yeah. Matt. How was that experience for you? Being in a different province, like going down to a different province and stuff, and the crowd reaction. Uh, well, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes with the gimmick I have, I'm working with a positive handicap, and when it comes to like you, like you know, in golf terms, because it's. It's easy for me. It's my. It could be a crutch. Like no matter where you go, there's gonna be a couple people that are like, "Oh, this is this is the week." We're gonna cheer. So I always at least got those <coughs> couple of people to get me started, 
And as long as I get to connect with a couple of people like that when it comes to, you know, being being the good guy, then I'm good to go. But I mean, if I'm if I'm the asshole for the evening, I don't it doesn't matter to me. You can drop me like you can pick me up, drop me anywhere like a little red dot on Google Maps and we're good to go. Okay, Sarah has a question. I may have to repeat it. Okay. So you mentioned Abdullah the Butcher. Do you think with the recent outage of um, Dark Side of the Ring, what's your take on the whole um, blood being possibly diseased or possibly tainted? And how do you guys um, navigate that? So her I, qu- didn't, I didn't get all of that. Okay, so her question was, with Dark Side of the Ring coming out and Abdullah the Butcher and the tainted the, the comments of tainted blood and stuff like that, what are your... Is there any fears or anything like that? Because you and pre- guys and prevention, uh, prevention because you guys do bleed a lot in your matches. Uh, you know, it's there. Obviously, is a risk to that. I do take it seriously. I, you know, every once in a while, I'm no stranger to you know getting checked out, making sure I'm good to go. Uh, do other people do that? I would hope so. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But at the same time, I try to be a I like to think I try to be a little bit picky about who I'm going in there and doing that with. There, I like I'm not gonna name names or states or, <laughs> yeah, or no, provinces, no. but there's definitely places where I would places and levels that I would be more concerned about. That's understandable for sure. Yeah, that's you know, totally it, there's just such a stigma about it too. So yeah, like I just did a match with Tyler Arrow at New Frontier. And, like, I'll lick his bleeding forehead, not think twice about it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tyler's Tyler's cool cat, too. So, he's, uh, he, here's one for you. Who has been your hardest opponent? Like, that you, you think you've gone the, uh, like, given you the hardest fight that you've had? You've given me the hardest fight that I've had. That's too so hard. That's a tough. That's you know. That's a tough one because I like to take a good amount of punishment. Yeah, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> well, that's what so, she said. Yeah, as far as a hard fight, I don't know. That'd be a hard one to put at the top. Like, there's some people out there that have hit hard. Like you know, Kobe Durst was a hard hitter. Uh, I, you know, I taunt, you know, I taunted Carter Macy quite a bit into, uh, giving me the business pretty good. I like Aiden Prince. He really tested me. Like that was a hard fight for me because he's young, he's exciting, he's fast moving. And, uh, you know, I'm old, fat and lazy. So he really tested me. Now I, I'm not a wrestling fanatic by any means. So please excuse me. Um, what kind of style do you do? Are you like uh, submissions? Do you do high flying? Are you grapples, uh, slams? So over the years, I've done a lot of everything. Now I do a lot more hardcore. I do a lot more striking, uh, throws. Uh, there's been a time where I've been a little more technical because I was a high school wrestler. Like I can tie people up pretty decent if I want to work that in. Uh, every once in a while, I'll pull out a high-flying move or something a little lucha just to show that that side is there. But a lot of times when I do those things that people wouldn't expect, I put a little bit of a pothead twist on it so it looks out of place. Oh, that's that's right up our alley for sure over here. Yeah. So I have to... The, the dying question... My, one of my dying questions is, how did you come up with PD skills and the whole stoner gimmick well let's start with how it's spelled it was honestly it was a, a ticket on easy street um the name pd skills isn't something i use really necessarily in backyard wrestling but i toyed with the idea of using it near the end i had a completely different name at that time and it was originally the pd was a throwback to it and but i just kind of liked the ring of pd skills and I tried to find something that was relatable to me at the time that went with it. And that, when I first started, it was being the pot doctor. Like, I was just the pot guy. And uh, 
so that's what I had made my wrestling game was BD skills. So there was no like crazy story behind it. It was just something I liked the sound of. So I tried to make it fit. And then, uh, Oh, so PD is pot doctor now. Like I don't like there's people that obviously have known it was the pot doctor, but, um, now I like to say that, you know, it stands for pretty dope because like, you know, PD, pretty dope skills. Like you that, know, that works too. You might not think I'm awesome, but you know, pretty it's dope. Pretty dope. We'll take that as a final answer, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> now you said that when you first started out, you, you worked like the, uh, Windsor and, uh, Timmit or, uh, Chatham circuits and stuff like that. How was, how was that different than that? Like, because I know you do a lot of the Hamilton circuit now. How was so? I trained in. I trained a little bit in Chatham, but I first started wrestling in the Tilsonburg area, Woodstock. My first matches in Woodstock. Most of my matches when I first started were in Tilsonburg, so I was more in that London area. And a lot of the well, a lot of the older guys that you see now, like I mean, I wrestled with all of them. It's, there was. Like, the circuit was everywhere. And then, you know, you got your younger crowds in Hamilton, and, you know, there was different blooming areas at that time, but I also took quite a few years off, and then I came back, and that's when I started doing more Hamilton shows and stuff, and like, more Toronto shows. How old are you now? I am 39 years old. Did you ever wrestle with someone named Pat the Dumpster? I did not. Okay. I know. He apparently did some backyard uh, wrestling stuff back in the day. So yeah, no, when, when it was backyard stuff, I just did like Windsor. The whole <laughs> death proof tournament and stuff coming back. What are your views on that? Like, are you happy that they've formed with New Frontier as a backer now, and that we can go forward with that? And or are you more of like a a solo artist type guy, like? want to want to keep it the death proof like the death proof crowds i i honestly when it comes to that situation i mean obviously uh a lot of people out there will tell you you know collaboration is always better than you know competition uh i mean a lot of people tell you that well people will tell you that competition is sometimes best whatever the case is uh for me they're just two different companies that i don't run I just compete at them, so I mean, if there's more places to compete at, all the better. I mean, I hope everybody does well. Now, are you looking at going for, hoping to get a title shot through New Frontier, or? A title shot for New Frontier? Yeah. I mean, if I want a title shot at New Frontier, I just decimated Tyler uh you know, which was, I believe, a match of the year winner for them uh, for his match against Tarek. So, I mean, outside of Tarek, a new frontier. I feel like if I want a title shot, I, I get a title shot. Uh, well, I think he deserve a title shot. I've seen some of the stuff from New Frontier, and it's uh, but that promotion seems to be just taken off like a. But I mean, right now, right now, Tyler Hill's the champion, and. Uh, despite the fact that he panders to a crowd that I otherwise uh, seem to have a problem with, I'm fine with things where they are right now. So, uh, you know, like I say, I, if I want a title shot, I'm pretty sure I can have it, but uh, I'm not pulling the trigger right now. Yeah. Now, I know you and Matt are pretty close. What's it like when road trip-wise? Like, is there any crazy road trip Matt stories? Who? Matt Cash. Okay. Matt Cash? Yeah. Like, uh, any crazy as far as road trips together, we've done a couple PWO ones, and then we, you know, we went up to Quebec together for the tournament, and, uh, you know, there's some pictures floating online of, like, me, Kyle, and Tyler Hill chilling in fucking Matt Cash's, like, baby toy pit and shit like that. Uh, but, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. Like, it sounds, you know, because I'm the fucking, the weed, the pot guy, like, I'm older now. Like, I'm so fucking, I'm so tame on the road and focused on, you know, just getting from point A to point B. And a lot of it's just wrestling talk. There's not a lot of crazy to be had. It's not like back when you were younger and, you know, go party all night and then, or do a show. Even then, and then... you know what? Even then, like, sometimes, like, I I relate to me. 
I was a cheap motherfucker, you know, like, I, I was the type of guy that get done the show and then either head home or drive as far as I felt I was going to drive for the night, maybe crash in my car that night. Yeah. Well, I know that the Death Proof show that was in Brampton, you brought down another wrestler. <laughs> I can't remember his name right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Phoenix kid traveled with me, and, like, I was, you know. You guys did that. Out. Yeah, you guys li- yeah, literally did that show and then took off. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't I help that I, he I had a... I, f- bled the mo- I think I bled the most in a single match, and then was like, peace. <laughs> yeah. Now... That, that concerns them with me, is, like, I'll bleed a good amount, and then go fucking drive home like it's nobody's business through the night. I don't want to give away anything behind the curtain or anything like that, but is there anything you use to, to help with that, or do you just... Is it natural for you? Do you just bleed? Adrenaline. Yeah. Adrenaline. Okay. I get done. A, I get done. A, I get done a show, and uh, I'm I'm ready to go. Like I'm pumped from the show. You know, it's a good experience. There's a lot to review in the brain. You know, you're you're pumped up. It's a good time, and uh, you know, I just ride that vibe all the way down the 401. Now, because uh, like you hear a lot of the old guys. Oh, and, co- and coffee. Shout out to Tim Hortons, unofficial sponsor, keeping me alive. <laughs> Now, I, a lot of the old guys, they talk about, like, how, like, Flair and stuff like that would talk about, like, they'd take, like, two or three aspirins before a match if they knew they were going to bleed or anything like that. Do you do anything like that, or? Uh, yeah, like, if I, if, like, if I'm feeling otherwise dehydrated, probably, like, if you drink a lot of water and you keep yourself hydrated, you get a good amount of blood. But, yeah, I mean, there's times in my life where I've been like, you know what? Let's do an aspirin, two shots of vodka, and let's fucking rock. Now, do you have anything? I I know uh, you did that show over in uh, Detroit with uh, Kyle. Do you have any shows U.S.-wise coming up or anything like that? Uh, Nothing scheduled. I'm definitely trying to put myself out there. As we know, it's a little bit difficult. So, uh, you know, I'm going to work on that. I used to do it a lot more in the days back in the day uh but uh yeah it's definitely on my radar i do live in a border city i do have a passport uh you know i could show up anywhere oh sarah's got a question hold on okay so has covid bounced like has the independent scene bounced back since covid do you think the independent scene has bounced back since covid yeah yeah absolutely everybody's back being assholes to each other which sucks (laughs) but uh and uh everybody's running shows again that's Even good. the last of the companies that weren't really doing much are starting to open up again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely knew that things were back in business, but everybody started being assholes again because <laughs> during COVID, man, it was sweet. Everybody was doing podcasts, myself included, so I'm a little bit guilty for this because I haven't done my podcast. I've kind of let that go. But it was like everybody was kind of showing unity and being nice to each other for once. And uh, now it's back to that cutthroat wrestling business. So, yeah, business is booming again, that's for sure. Good, good. What are your views on Kyle doing the New York stuff with the Total Fucking Chaos crew? Uh, Kyle doing stuff in New York and being part of Total Fucking Chaos is absolutely awesome. Uh, I couldn't be more pumped for him. He's been doing stuff in New York. He's been doing stuff in Michigan. Uh, his promo work and the all the video shorts they do leading up to their matches are fucking hilarious good entertaining stuff to watch uh nothing but good stuff to say for kyle he's uh he's out there getting it and uh he deserves it because he works hard now could we ever see pd skills join total fucking chaos i was gonna ask that uh that's a total fucking negative <laughs> that's a total negative why I, I, I love kyle and i love will and i love seeing will do things for kyle but yeah, PD skills and total fucking chaos is a total fucking no. You could take that to take. <laughs> take that one to the bank. <laughs> yep. All right. Now, um, what is being the pot doctor? What is your go-to sativa or indica? Uh, you know what? That always depends on what I've got going on that day. If it's, uh, you know, if it's got to be a, a productive day or a project day, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, a sativa is going to be optimal. Keep you spinning. But, I mean, yeah, if you're trying to relax, it's got to be really good. 
So it's kind of a split answer because I like both. Yeah. <laughs> my my buddy Matt. And so do I. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Matt's a a big stoner, and he he's the same way. It's now if you you're about my age, give or take. Uh, and I'm assuming you've probably been smoking as long as I have. Do you find that when you take gummies, they just don't do anything? Mm, I don't want to say anything. It's it's. I always tell people it's a different buzz. Uh, if you're gonna do gummies, don't do gummies and sit around and do fucking nothing because you're not gonna feel anything. Gummies are something if you're gonna do, you want to be up and moving for because it's it's a body buzz. It's different, right? Oh, so if you're not okay. using your body, you're not gonna feel it. See, I'm more of a head guy because mine works too fast, and I gotta mm-hmm. slow it down a bit so that I can focus on one thing no, at I a time. I totally understand that. Gummies just sometimes isn't the answer. Because sometimes edibles, that's more of a body buzz than that, that head yeah. buzz, right? Because it's, it's not oxygen-related, it's blood-related. Yeah, yeah. If you could have one match with any hardcore guy on the circuit right now, who would it be? One match with any hardcore guy on the circuit. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I'd run it back one more time, but one-on-one with... Uh, with Neil Diamond Cutter, but not in like a tournament type match or anything like that. Just you know, uh, you know, straight up one on one. That's something I'd like to run back. Yeah, that he's. I've seen some of his stuff from over in Japan, and that was, I before the Death Proof tournament, I had never heard of him. And then like meeting the the gentleman, uh, face to face, and getting to talk to him and stuff like that, I started following a little more of his stuff. And some of the stuff that he's doing is just out, like outrageous. Yeah, no, and it's you know, and I had a fun time with him and a fun time with Jesse Mack, and it was a cool, it was a dope triple threat. And uh, he's someone I always wanted to work with, and it was dope to get to work with him. And I'd like, like I said, I'd like to run it back and like you know, in a one-on-one without like the constraints of a tournament. Yeah, I mean, pulling the curtain back. Obviously, when you're in the first round of a tournament, you're building things different than you would trying to go out there for just you know. Uh, the one uh, one off encounter. Yeah. Now, um, have you ever worked with? I know you worked Madman in uh, CPW, right? You were. What's in, that? You you got the chance to work with Madman and stuff like that in CPW. Yeah. How was that experience for you? Oh, that was chill. Like I'd met Madman Pondo before, so like I always knew he was chill. Uh, I had met him at the gathering of the Juggalos way back in the day, and uh, I was there doing music because I used to be part of a group called Academy that made hip-hop music, and we were performing at the gathering. I brought my wrestling gear with me because why not? Uh, they were doing some tryouts, so I thought it would be hilarious to fucking, you know, go do a Jason Debbie trial while I was having a good time at the gathering. And uh, that's where I met Pondo, and he saw me and was like, you know, that dude, that dude's my shit. And, uh, you know, we shot the shit a little bit. Our campsites were right near each other. I helped set up his tent shit uh, way back when, way back in the early 2000s. And then I didn't run into him again until that match, that courage, and reminded him of who I was. And it was funny because he had never heard the PD Skills name before, really, or knew what it stood for. And we're just chit-chatting, and he called me the doctor. And I was like, wow, that's fucking, that's weird. That's not so bad. Uh, so just so the audience at home knows, um, a juggalo convention is lovers of the insane clown posse that uh, get together and just have a good time oh, and party. And <laughs> it's all right. I'm just explaining what a juggalo is. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they are. Uh, if you actually sit down and listen to ICPs, they've got a lot of really good uh criticisms against society and how we treat each other and stuff like that so like i can understand a a juggalo convention and and were they even there that specific one were was who where was icp at this specific juggalo convention oh the gathering of juggles yeah absolutely okay Uh, at, like so, I performed at two of the gathering of the Juggalos. They performed at both on the wrestling shows and uh, on the stage. I actually opened for them one of the evenings under uh, one of their alternate personas on stage, Dark Lotus. 
nice. Nice. Uh, so, I have a nerdy question for you because a lot of our fans are of the nerdier variety. Some might even put a lot of wrestling fans into a nerd category all their own kind of thing, right? Um, Alright, I, I might need you closer to where Chris's bike is, though, because I'm having a hard time hearing you. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me spin this a bit there. Can you hear me now? Can you hear him now, Petey? Hello, hello? Hello? Yep. Can you hear me now? No? Hello? Yeah, I can hear now. Okay. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, right. Have you uh, ever been to uh, Comic-Cons to see, you know, like, Bret Hart, Trish Stratus, Amy, uh, a- any of those kind of, uh, uh, yeah, Comic-Cons or, or any other type of con to meet specific wrestlers? Like, have I, like, have I, went, have I ever went and, like, met any of them, you mean? Yeah. Uh, the only time I've really met any of the, like, the stars that have come through are ones that have been shows that I've, you know, been on. So never really actively, um, active talent, like actively, uh, contracted talent or ones that didn't wrestle much. Like some that could do just signings, but like Bret Hart, I could have met when he came to Windsor, but I didn't go to that Border City wrestling show and I feel like I missed out. Uh, but like I've well, I've met a lot of cool people just from the shows that I've been on. Like Iron Sheik's been on shows that I've been on, and uh, I wrestled Greg the Hammer Valentine. So like I I've wrestled some of the old school guys and got to meet them that way. So I've never really went to meet any at conventions when I was younger. It was a big like no no. Uh, Sarah and I have been to several uh, conventions. Um. We've talked to Tris Stratus. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we kind of had dinner Mc- with McFoley. Um, oh, no, that's dope. That's dope. McFoley, uh, McFoley I met when he did a signing down here, but like that's back when I used to help with do ring crew and stuff like that. So, it's not, again, it was just another experience from just being around. Yeah, um, Mick had... Mick had contacted us about a uh, question about uh, animal, animal captivity. Thank you, Sarah, so much. Yeah, he, he contacted Sarah about uh, how to address certain situations and not sound like a dick. You know, yeah. uh, essentially. And, oh my God, this guy. We're outside. We're, we're, we're outside so that we don't get echo. But anyways, uh, so... They got in contact, and, like, I'm sitting there playing a video game, and Sarah comes out, and she's, like, losing her shit. And I'm like, what What the hell is going on? She's like, I have Mick Foley's home, home number. Well, don't worry about it. Who's going to track it back? Come on, think yeah. about it. You talk about serial killers, and you don't expect that to get tracked back? Come on now. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, we, we cover a lot of things on the spotlight. Um, but so yeah, she comes out, she's freaking out. She's got mixed number and she's like, yeah, I'm supposed to call him in a half an hour. She goes outside and she's on the phone for an hour and a half talking to him. She comes inside and it turns out he was going to try and stop by for dinner. Didn't make it. You know, that's invited us out to st- instead after the Comic-Con, we met up with him at the Sheridan and had dinner with him. And, uh, there was a, another, you know, group of people with us, uh, a mom and, you know, that kind of thing, and her son. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember their name to save the, my life because at the time I had thrown my neck out and I was lucky to be sitting up straight. Um, but yeah, um, we've met Trish and Amy. Uh, they're, they're amazing, both of them, Undertaker. It was funny because you know how everybody nerds out and marks out and stuff like that when they meet their, their heroes in wrestling? Yeah, I walk into the photo shoot with uh, Trish and Amy at this past Comic Con, and I walk up. I'm like, "Oh, hi, Amy!" And she's like, "Oh, um, hi." Like it was weird because I talked to her like a normal person because I'm not necessarily a wrestling fan, but I do know who she is, right? So I'm just like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm good." She's like, er, and then either Sarah or I said to her, "Yeah, a lot of people say I look like Edge if I." If, if I look the right way and she's like oh my god you do 
Oh, that's creepy now that I can see it. Yeah, Victoria said the <clears throat> Yeah, Victoria said the same thing. Victoria... Uh, Lisa Marie Varen. Yeah. Yeah. She said the same thing. She said he was creepy. That's too funny. Oh, that's easy. There you go. There's your next. That's going to be your next costume then for a Comic Con. Yeah. <laughs> Do a rated R costume. Sarah, one Halloween, did the three faces of Foley all in one drunken night. There you go. Yeah. So, um, what? I I have to. Other than the gussets and stuff like that, what is the worst thing you've ever been hit with? What? What's that? What's the worst weapon you've ever been hit with? Honestly? Yeah. Uh, my own paint roller. Your own paint roller. That would be brutal. I looked up what that stuff was. That ain't pretty. Followed up by probably Kyle's cowbell. That thing, yeah, that thing is solid. They're not the Mountain Dew bat or the, the and, you know, they're just, monster bat? They're not to be fucked with. Yeah. Have you have you been dinged with the monster bat that Kyle's got? Uh, yeah, I've been smoked with the monster bat. Uh, he actually got me in the back of the neck, and I went out for a second. Oh, wow. Whoops! But I, uh, a little bit of a flash knockout. And the thing about that monster bat is, it's cool when it's fresh, the first couple cracks. But after that, the metal is broken, and it pinches you. Oh. Wow. That's like the, the show. I we got to talk to Kyle about bat maintenance. Yeah. Um, I think you had already left, but the show that uh, he did the triple threat for the uh, CPW title with Ryan on when he got walloped with that poor bat. The poor kid. Like, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he got smoked. He got lit up pretty, pretty good that night. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was something else. There, there was not too many happy people backstage. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, the PD might have stand for stood for peaceful dude that night because you know, yeah, uh, you know, I made the peace. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Chad, Chad was looking for heads. <laughs> what was he? I, I can confirm by the end of the night there was peace. That's all I can confirm. Yeah. Now, because there was a peaceful, because there was a peaceful dude backstage. Who who's your favorite person to work with on the circuit? <laughs> like that you find is your your left shoe. Um, like the, the sorry, my favorite person to like work with right now. Yeah. <laughs> like as a partner or an opponent? As an opponent, like you guys just seem to mend very well. Um. Ooh, jeez. Because I don't face a lot of people on repeat, to be completely honest with you. Um, I, I had a good match with Aiden Prince. We seemed to gel well, uh, but I mean, I knew we would. We've known each other forever, so that was kind. Of, that's kind of rigged, if you ask me. Uh, Arrow's been good recently. Uh, I worked with Kyle for a while, and uh, that also rhymes. And it was good. I'm pretty comfortable with him. So I mean. Really, it's just the names that I've worked with a lot recently that I'd be comfortable with. Uh, I do seem to be more comfortable with more old school people, though they have more of an old school mentality. Because you know, I don't, you know, I don't like to have to remember a lot. I'm not a dancer. Yeah, you're. Uh... I like to keep it simple. I like to fight. I like to feel the crowd out and see what they might be feeling. You know, leave a little bit of room. Now I seen you at the rock pile, and you faced a young man who had uh, dread dreadlocks. And I talked to you that night outside. I won't go into details about the conversation, but did you not once try to kill a man during a wrestling match and basically put a bag over that man's head? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I put a bag on someone's head in a wrestling match. <laughs> and tried to waterboard him with a beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, what's good is he had fresh braids. So, being the gentleman I am, I left the plastic bag on his head, 
while I put the flag over him and waterboarded him so that I didn't ruin his grades. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm in it to win it, but, you know, we all got to we all got to keep our paychecks at the end of the night. We don't want to spend it on more braids. Yes. Where would we yeah, find? But what that about match? a funeral? <laughs> yeah. uh, where would you find that match? Yeah. That match is actually available, I believe, on my YouTube channel. Plug yourself. Put yourself over a little. Yeah, uh, it is available. Well, I mean, PD Skills. It should be at, at PD Skills Show on YouTube. And uh, that would be where to find it. And it should be the WrestleMania TV Skills versus Fred Mason. It should be on there. If it's not, it's hidden, and you guys can let me know later, and I'll unhide it. Okay. Well, because I know the rest of the event's not out there, but yeah, we will we will be putting links in in the description of the uh, <laughs> podcast or stuff. <laughs> I mean, all my all my stuff, and I mean, most of my stuff that I can stream is on there, and then if there's anything on YouTube that anybody else has with me, I try to add it in my uh, favorites or playlists or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Now, merch. You've got some of the dopest merch out there, and between you and Mark Shaw, I think you guys should team up. And you could have the PD Skills and Mark Grinder pot set. Do you I know? mean, we could. We definitely could. Um, there, there could be issues with that. I got to see where we go with that. You know, uh, there are concerns that there's a certain social media platform out there that might come after me if I start releasing Grinder products. Um, but, you know, it's, it's something to consider. It's definitely something to consider, a collab product. Where, if people wanted to get your merch other than at shows, is there anywhere that they could look for it? Honestly, uh, I I don't like to outsource a whole lot of the work. I like to design it. I like to print on demand or whatever it is and ship it right to you. So I mean, I've usually got a few. Uh, if you know, if you go to P Skills on Facebook, there's usually a couple designs floating around there. But if there's anything you see of mine that you want, just hit me up directly. I'm easy to get a hold of. I don't mind being hit up on any of my forms of social media directly, and I can get you hooked up usually, you know, with shipping including, because shit ain't cheap these days. Usually around the $35 mark, I can give someone a shirt shipped right to their house if they're not at a show. That's not so bad. Yeah. Do you have any shows coming up that you'd like to plug? Uh, well, I mean, ones that, uh, I can confirm at this point, shit, like, let's, uh, Within the let's next see three. what we got going on. I'm using my phone for this, so I didn't necessarily anticipate that, but I mean, we've got locked in, I mean, announced today, there, we got announced today, uh, locked in the Germania Club for Pro Wrestling Ontario Saturday, October 21st. Okay. Uh, it's going to be with these uh Tyler Arrow and Mike Forte, collectively known as Airstrike XL, uh, challenging Disgraceland for the PWO Trios Championships. Uh, it's going to be our third shot at it, and uh, we're looking to get the job done. Nice. Good time. And times. then, uh, aside from that, you can always catch me on New Frontier, always running shows as well. Uh, their next show coming up in... November, so you can catch me there, and uh, nothing else to really that's out there in the open right now. So we have to keep our eyes open on social media for you then. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, that's but if good. you're wondering, but if you're wondering where I'll be in, but if you're wondering where I'll be in early October, the answer is I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know yet. Anybody could ring a ding the cell phone and. Petey could just show up somewhere. Yeah, I could. I mean, I showed up in Michigan just a couple weeks ago after, you know, uh, probably over a decade of not wrestling in Michigan, and uh, I just showed up. So I'm ready and willing to show up anywhere. Now, was that because your son needed a ride, or were you just down uh, for the no, trip? He got, he got there independently and, uh, you know, on his own way there. But I have been a, you know, deadbeat dad a good portion of his life. So I figured, being that he was in Michigan and only, you know, with good 
tra- good tunnel traffic that day. Bless it. He was only like a half an hour and change away from me. So like, how could I not be a good friend slash father and go support him? And uh, you know, someone called in a bitch that day, so. I just happened to have my knee pads and my chucks in the car, and I was ready to do business. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, the date of recording is August yep. the 20th. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we'd we love to say thank you, and uh, any if you've got anything else to plug, we'll be sure to I'll, uh, send you a message, and you can send me links for, and uh, we'll, we'll gladly plug anything that you have. This show should be out within two weeks. Yeah, I mean, as far as anything to plug, it's always going to be just keep an eye out on that social media at PD Skills Show. Um, no, but it's, uh, I'm glad you guys had me. It's been dope to talk to you guys and, uh, you know, answer some questions, listen to some motorcycles. Yes, yes. The joys of living in Hamilton, unfortunately. <laughs> right. So, all right. Thanks, PD. And uh, I can't wait to see you again, buddy. All right, thank you guys. Have a good night, and I will talk to you soon. Take it easy. All right, bye. And don't bye. forget to check out the Mystery Matt, Mystery Matt fan page on Facebook. We also have a Instagram account, I believe. Do we have a Twitter? We have a Twitter account. We what else we have? We have a we have a WordPress. Um, yeah. So I think we might even have a TikTok. We also have a uh, YouTube account, so if you don't feel like signing into one of the podcast players, you can sign in to YouTube if you like. Sometimes they hit there, sometimes they don't, just so you know. Anyways, you guys have yourself a great night. Chris, you want to say goodnight? It's your show. Thank you for stopping by, and uh, can't wait to find out who our next guest will be. It's uh, maybe a little bit of somebody from left field. Let's just say that. Have a good night.